0: Crypto podcast. I am your host Neil Lonzo with my co-host and co-founder of Fort Brox, Mr. Brandon Don Heath. Hey, that's it. Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> Fort Brox, 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 Brox. Oh my gosh!
0: I wonder if people get annoyed by that, but I think it's beautiful. Yeah. I the video it, of it, I think, is what really sells me. Oh. All. Oh my gosh! You know, you know how many times I've remembered that face, the like yeah. expression that you make. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, for this Tons episode, best episode ever. Yeah. You know why? Because it's, I don't want to say it's the final one, because you you never want us to say we'll never, you know, put do, that do it. Do another jargon episode? But this is part three of the jargon episode.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's more jargon we can do. Probably. Yeah, We've covered a lot. Let us know if you want more jargon. If you don't, you know.
0: Well, we're also breaking it up into bite-sized pizzas. Pizzas, pizzas, pizzas! I did not tell like what's on my bites? mind. Like, yeah. well, because of Pizza Nista. Yeah, know, I love it's that so place. Good. Yeah, but <laughs> no. So we're breaking up each one into its own little TikTok video, Instagram reel, and then yeah. a chapter within the videos themselves. We're doing yeah. all the time stamping right now. But
1: well, yeah. and we after editing Jargon Two, I realized it was going to be a two-hour-long episode, and I was like well, maybe we should split this up into more manageable pieces anyway. Right? So,
0: yeah, more digestible. Yeah, so.
1: more digestible. So we're recording this as an intro to Jargon 3, which is the second half of Jargon 2. Yeah. So maybe it should just be
0: called Jargon 2 Continued? You always want to do that. No, no, it's part 3. Okay. We got part 1, we had part 2, part and now two. we have part 3. All right. But before we dive in... Yes. Some disclosures. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the usual Bummer. disclosures... We are not financial advisors, wealth managers, lawyers, CPAs, or brokers. We're merely sharing information as uh, from our experiences or you know, however you want. But do not construe any of this as investment advice. Yeah, please, please. don't. Please don't. I mean, I like to think we're absolutely brilliant. We definitely you have know? confidence over ability. Yeah, I mean, we could be all those things. We could but be. We're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we're just so, not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so on with the jargon. Okay, here you go. Flippening. Yeah. <laughs> Flippening refers to the hypothetical and some say inevitable moment in which the value of Ethereum overtakes the value of Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, not going to happen. I,
0: I, you know, I'm of the opinion that it's not going to either. Yeah. It, it it's would be so
1: far behind in that race.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, is it saying Ethereum 2.0 or is it saying just Ethereum? Because, you know, in the definitions I found, it just says Ethereum yeah because you would you wouldn't say it was ethereum classic because that's not going to happen Nope. and so current ethereum would it be part of 2.0
1: yeah i think so yeah, maybe i don't know i, I don't st- think i it's still gonna, don't know
0: I, but i'm of the opinion it's not gonna happen but that's what flipping is yeah all right fungible Yep. so you know people always talk about nfts non-fungible tokens but what does the word fungible mean that's the question I, I actually hear that a lot from people they're like cool, you told me that the acronym means non-fungible token. Then they go, what the fuck is a fungible anything? Yeah. What's a fungible (laughs) token? What's a fungible? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? They don't, yeah. So even if you say what the acronym is, Mm -hmm. a great acronym just to go on a little tangent is DAO, Decentralized Autonomous Organization. Yeah. You say that as if people are supposed to understand even what that meant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just telling you what the acronym stands for doesn't necessarily define it either. Yeah. So anyways, what's fungible mean, Brandon? Nah, you're too busy reaching over. I'll tell you what fungible means. <laughs> I was just
1: grabbing some water.
0: Okay. Well you take a sip. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna let our listeners know fungible. what fungible means. In cryptocurrency, fungibility is when a coin or token can be replaced by any other identical coin or token. Got it. You know what I mean? And so what makes it non fungible, so when you're doing an Ethereum NFT, mm-hmm. means it cannot be replaced by another token.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's tied to that
0: token. It's tied to Ethereum. That's why it's non fungible. Mm-hmm. So it keeps it in that particular cryptocurrency. Got it. Or tech. Yeah. Yeah. Governance. Yes. What's governance mean, Brandon? Now that you've had the water and you're satisfied as far as your thirst?
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Satiated. Uh, in the world of cryptocurrencies, governance is defined as the people or organizations that have decision-making powers regarding the project. Sometimes they give that up to a DAO in the mm-hmm. case of Ethereum. Sometimes it's um, just like a board of developers. Sometimes it's like the the coin itself written into like the the code. As like a contract, I would I'm I'm hesitant to say smart contract, but basically, well, governance isn't necessarily
0: decentralized or centralized either. It could go either way.
1: Yeah, it's just how it
0: is governed. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, I got you.
1: Whether it's automatically or or by some people with voting rights, you know, or an individual, or an individual. Yeah, I got you.
0: So what's GUI? GUI. What does it stand for? The denomination of ETH Ethereum that gas is paid in. Each GUI is point one, two, three, four, five six seven eight. Should eight be. zeros one ETH. Yeah, I think that's what it is. But yeah, it's just that simple. Yeah, um, that's what GUI is. Because I've I've had people ask me to say I hear you guys say something sometimes, and then I hear the word GUI. What the hell is GUI? Yeah. There you go. That's what Gui is. I call it Gui. Gui? <laughs> Why not, right? Yeah. Tomato, tomato.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: what, when we Is it a scallop or a scallop? Scallop. Is it cinnamon or cinnamon? Cinnamon. Penguin or penguin? Penguin. <laughs> About or a boot? About. <laughs> C or C? No, I'm just kidding. Whatever. What's a Howie test, man?
1: Howie tests. It's test to determine whether or not an asset is a security. The SEC um,
0: came up with that one, right? Did they? I believe so.
1: In the case of Ripple versus the United no, States. No, no, no.
0: Howie test has been around a long time. Has it? Okay. Yeah, this has been around a long time. It long story short, they wanted to create a way that basically validated that it was a security. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it smells like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck type yeah. thing. You know what I mean? If it passes the Howie test. But the it, and it's a big portion of what's being talked about, obviously, with Ripple. But it's yeah. also being talked about right now with the the Gilly brand Loomis bill, yeah, in regards to crypto and how it's regulated. Yeah, because so. they want
1: the uh, the federal commit. Uh, what is it? What commission do they want to take it over from the SEC? Oh,
0: the CDTC.
1: I thought it was the uh, Commodities commission federal commodities commission fcc
0: no notably the bill would put much of the regulatory authority over cryptocurrency in the hands of the C- commodities future trading authority cftc significantly expanding the agency's budget and authority that's what the Gill- gillibrand and loomis bill Oh yeah. we'll put a link in our show notes to this because okay
1: yeah. it's kind of a big deal
0: it's a huge deal uh, one of the things that I heard, it was on the Bankless podcast when they were interviewing Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. Is he's there in Washington, definitely lobbying for crypto. Yeah. He, he's definitely on the side of it. Was his, it was a great interview that they did with him, Kevin O'Leary. Um, I was a fan of his character, per se, on Shark Tank. Yeah. But the way he talks about crypto, I'm a big fan of. Yeah. So we are definitely aligned on that. That's cool. I mean, he wants. Stablecoin regulation first and foremost yeah the, the way he looks at the roadmap of how things can we can put some chaos in order it yeah was, I mean, it was pretty logical the way that we he outlined it
1: if we thought ust put a, a rain on our parade if tether goes down like it's gonna be a big fucking deal
0: yeah yeah, yeah it really will so that's the howie test right yeah. we went off on a little bit of a tangent but that's a howie test and it it's a big deal right now yeah you know, I'm of the opinion, I'm definitely aligned with what I heard regarding not just Kevin O'Leary, but others in the space that once stable coins have a solid bit of regulation in place, it will lift the crypto market. Yeah. You know, the, the, this bill, regardless of which way it goes, just having some regulation will help solidify it. And I think the market will stabilize more so yeah. once a lot of those regulations are in place. Hopefully they're the right ones. Yeah. You know, but then again, they will be what, what we're saddled with. But as we've seen, yeah. and remember, we're not hugely political people, but crypto is hugely becoming political. And not to dive into a whole new subject, but it could be overturned in maybe a few years, a decade. Yeah. Kind of like Roe versus Wade. Yeah. Right. You just overturn that shit. It kind of goes back to I think we were talking about the market a few it episodes back. Depends on who's
1: making the money.
0: That and, you know, who dies? You know, 10 years from now, we're going to have a completely different group of mindsets that'll be like, you know what? I didn't like that shit when the people were ahead of me were making the decisions and were power players. I think we're going to reverse that now. Yeah. Whatever the case may be.
1: Let's get some millennials in there, dude.
0: What's up? Whatever. I mean, (laughs) again, there's a label, right? Not all millennials are created equal. That's true. Not all Gen Zers, Xers. Yeah. Whatever. I'm
1: just done with the boomers, though. Okay, boomer. <laughs> I'm just done with them. Come on. Get out of there. Oh, Go retire, man. I love boomers.
0: Sometimes. Yeah. They have pride of ownership
1: over I their homes. A, I got a couple couple boomers I like.
0: <laughs> You're so funny. So immutable. Yeah. Let's talk about immutable. A property that defines the inability to be changed, especially over time. Yeah. So an immutable ledger is, yeah. I suppose, is what the blockchain is because yeah. it can't be changed.
1: Yeah, once it's solidified it done I mean imagine every Written dollar bill
0: that ever came into your pocket and left your hands for anything you purchased had that tracking number on it yeah that's essentially what crypto does mm. it allows us to provide that tracking number so in perpetuity of use it will oh we will always know where it went and was transpired yeah now the details of that don't know I mean how much transparency will show we'll see as yeah. time evolves but the ledger of that is immutable. It cannot be changed.
1: That's what took down the uh, uh, Silk Road guys. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, it did. That's right. Katie Hahn talks about that in a number of interviews she's done talking about Silk Road. So immutable, the utility in that, or I guess you could say, or I'm of the belief that there is utility in an immutable ledger.
1: Yeah. For sure.
0: I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. So. Oh, we get to dive into the layers. So, what's layer zero? Oh, you're yawning. I'll take care of this. <laughs> it's a network framework running beneath the blockchain. Mm-hmm. It is made up of protocols, connections, hardware, miners, and everything else that forms the foundation of a blockchain system. Yeah. So, we're layer zero, baby. So, it, we're miners.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like well, that? I mean, yeah. The, you'll hear it a lot on um, like talking about what type of coin it is. It's purpose, it's utility. So, yeah.
0: Part of it, yeah. yeah. What people do with the technology is what creates the utility. True. It's not inherently a utility item until we as humans do something yeah. of utilitarian value with it.
1: Well, I mean, a lot of people use layer twos to build bridges. Yeah. So.
0: Every I know that there's a lot of love for layer two because they feel that that's where most amount of growth is. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, it is because... It's one thing to create the roads that people on. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're going to go and create a whole bunch of new roads, but the vehicles that drive on them. And then how do you make those vehicles that are driving on them, how do you add more ancillary benefits to them? Mm-hmm. You know, so as an analogy, let's say the roads are layer zero because mm-hmm. without them you can't get from point A to point B. Yeah. Without vehicles, which are layer one, you know, you need something to drive in. Yep. And then layer twos are what make that vehicle so powerful yeah Yeah.
1: a layer one one, a blockchain is a layer one blockchain is a set of solutions that improve the base protocol itself a layer two is the name given to a scaling solution that enables high throughput of transactions while fully inheriting the security of the underlying blockchain that is built on yeah yeah
0: just and just for our listeners a lot of the glossary terms that we have here as far as the definitions were found on coin market cap yeah coin market cap has become an invaluable resource oh it's amazing it's amazing i mean there's a lot of other resources that binance put out some good stuff gemini's put out some good stuff coinbase has put out some incredible content i will say this much for the exchanges they have definitely been putting the good foot forward as far as putting out a lot of information free information that people can go to yeah. learn but coin market cap has become my favorite place to go find info
1: yeah i mean you've been talking so about much. the education Like there's a big hole that needs to be filled in education for cryptocurrency. Yeah. And one of the reasons why we started this podcast, so. Yeah.
0: To help inform. Well, because there's still layman's ways, right? Yeah. And there's how you want to learn information can be done in so many ways. Like maybe if I had a sexier voice, you know, maybe if I had sounded like Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Or maybe if I sounded like Kathleen Turner, maybe you'd learn more better. I don't know. I I feel like we all learn in our own ways. Like I have friends who are dyslexic. And they're incredibly intelligent humans, but they just yeah. have to learn at their own way, their own pace. So it'll learn how to learn, learn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you can continue doing that, I feel like you'll always be young because yeah. if you're open minded into learning and change, what's to stop you from aging out, so to speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Only getting stuck in your ways. So anyways, For that, sure. that's a little bit of a tangent, but there you go. Layer zero, layer one and layer two. Those are those. Yeah. The Lightning Network. Tell us about the Lightning Network, Brandon.
1: Uh, Well, it's a second layer protocol, so layer two, de- designed to solve Bitcoin's scalability problem by allowing transactions to be processed more quickly.
0: And cost less.
1: And cost less to actually like, move along, right?
0: Well, for instance, Square Cash right now, they're using the Lightning Network to transfer Bitcoin out got it and it does it costs a lot less and it's a lot faster
1: yeah and it's it's one-to-one correct meaning like if you have one bitcoin you have one full lightning bitcoin
0: maybe i know they do charge fees yeah so i don't get one if i'm transferring out of square cash into my non-custodial wallet for sure no but
1: but it's a lot less you're saying
0: substantially less yeah and it's faster again it is faster yeah What's a meme coin, homie? Meme
1: coin. All <laughs> right. Well, Dogecoin was created to be the first meme coin,
0: as a joke. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: a coin created as a joke. Um, and then you've got like Shiba Inu after that. And then you have these people that like uh, Safe Moons, another one. The waifus, all these, all these different coins that are are just made basically as a as a cash grab
0: um, yeah there's shit coins out there
1: yeah but then it it like you know some of them gain traction and well those and coin,
0: i mean there are places that accept it as you know currency to purchase goods yeah. or services so if enough people say it's a value and yeah. use it it becomes a value and they use and it. they use it i love when you say you know there's people out there for some reason i always think of that line in tropic thunder where Robert Downey Jr's character is like what do you mean you people?
1: <laughs> there are people out there. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean you people? What do you mean
0: you people? <laughs> yeah. It still blows my mind as another tangent subject that Robert yeah. Downey Jr was able to do the blackface in that? In that and not yeah. have the repercussions. He talked about it on Joe Rogan. Did he? You know what I mean? And a number of people um Jamie Foxx even commented on it, you know, obviously for him. Yeah. It was it was really interesting his take on it. So interesting. It was, you know, I was a fan of it. How about that? Do you think? He's, or his take? Jamie Fox's take on it. He's Satoshi. Sure.
1: Mm, interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can create a meme coin out of that. <laughs> um, metaverse. Yeah. Whoa. The oh, metaverse. It's a deep subject right now. Yeah. It's a topical. The metaverse is a digital universe that contains all aspects of the real world, such as real-time interactions and economies. Mm-hmm. It offers a unique experience to end users. What the definition is it? But the metaverse, you know, obviously Facebook. Famously branded Meta.
1: Yeah, well, let's not talk about yeah. that. Well, no, we have to. <laughs> you know, know what I
0: mean? It is going to become. Well, I mean, you've a got, player in the space. Yeah.
1: Well, the the like big one is Second Life. That was like the first.
0: Second Life been around a long time. Yeah,
1: and that was like one of the first games where like people would go in and then they would like build these other lives. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then so you've got other like open world games like that. Minecraft came along and... Minecraft? Oh, my gosh. It's huge, right? It, so it that's still like is. Its, its own metaverse.
0: Minecraft has made its way through different generations. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. Amazing mm-hmm. of people. I feel like Fortnite is in a prime position to build such an incredible metaverse. Yeah. Just because they're poised to... I mean, I feel like they inherently know how to do it. Yeah. Even if they don't necessarily know how to do it i feel like they can they can get there and create something because again i think we've talked about another podcast where they have such a concentrated group of people that are willing and already interacting in that world mm-hmm. you know when travis scott did the concert on Fortnite, i mean that's an incredible tie-in in from irl in real life to this virtual universe yeah so
1: Things. So I mean it would it be any virtual universe
0: metaverse yeah yeah metaverse is kind of a blanket term to creating that alternate world that virtual world yeah that's the way I look at it and that's the way I read this you know definition of it but there's lots of different metaverses yeah which is gonna be interesting because and there's been talk about it Microsoft um, I b- believe it's gonna be on the crypto podcast where we cite the news article about it but they're trying to create a council in which that there's um, standardized formatting for it so similar to web right HTML CSS there was some standardized code I mean that's why flash Remember flash from Adobe which was absolute dog shit I was never a fan of flash I mean I loved
1: flash games though they were fun but
0: if your device could stand the heat the processing power but regardless they want to create some sort of standardized way of creating it because it it creates continuity and more seamless usability, right? So if you have multiple metaverses, there's gonna need to be bridges in that world to jump from one to another. Yeah, You would hope there would be. Yeah, Because I don't believe that it can be a centralized, well, no, 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 I take it back. I don't think one metaverse can win them all. It'd be nice if there were other ways that you could jump between metaverses. Got it, yeah. I mean, if we took everything we knew now about building these types of things, And reverse engineered them to make better decisions, educated decisions. I think that would be one. But Microsoft is definitely pushing for some sort of standardized way of building. Yeah. You know, which is kind of like regulation in crypto.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. If anybody adopts it.
0: Oh, people are gonna adopt
1: it. Man. Well, I mean, which one are they going to use? Are they going to use oh, Facebook? Are they going to use Microsoft? Are they going to use I mean, Apples? Facebook,
0: Facebook like, has enough money to DreamWorks it. And yeah. what I mean by that is that is that they'll buy their way out of bad decisions. Mm. <laughs> I feel like DreamWorks did that. Quibi couldn't. No. No.
1: <laughs> Quibi was so bad.
0: <laughs> uh, we <don't>, yeah, I, <laughs> I have such a, strong opinions of the founding teams of those things. Whatever. Yeah, anyway, that's not just for
1: this a podcast. Bunch of no coiners. No. Ah, you moved on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so noy, noy, noy. What is a no coiner?
1: Someone that just doesn't have crypto. It's that simple. Yeah. There's a lot of them
0: out there. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's a hot topic right now, it doesn't mean that there's a there's a mass. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a critical mass yet. No. It. I really don't believe that oh, it's my a critical dad, mass.
1: There's no way my dad owns any crypto. Yeah. Well,
0: not only that, but there's a lot of people just don't know what it is. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there's just not enough outside of adoption. I don't think there's just not enough awareness of it, which sounds surprising because if you're listening to this podcast, you're thinking, oh, everybody knows it. No, they don't. Mm -hmm. They don't. But anyways. Yeah. This was going back to custodial wallet, but non-custodial wallet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's the opposite of a custodial wallet.
0: Yeah, you own your private keys, or you have your private keys. You have which, your access.
1: Which keys. is interesting to call it custodial versus non-custodial because, like, a non-custodial should be considered custodial to you because <laughs> you actually own the the coins. I and get it. Non-custodial. Oh, I've I've had them flipped for years. Apparently,
0: no, no. The semantics of the English language. Yeah, it it's hilarious
1: because I would consider. Like hey, exchange is non custodial because I can't like I don't You don't own have access. So why yeah.
0: would that you know, custodial would mean that I have I'm yeah. the custodian of my wallet, not yeah. non. Yeah. Oh man, the same thing could be said. I'll give you one. Positive and negative on your test. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it was a negative test in school, you got an F, homie. Yeah. If it was a positive grade on your test, you got an A. yeah Let's just say, you know, those two extremes. But if you're getting tested in the medical community, let's say COVID. <laughs> herpes Herpescephalophilus. You know, wonder, those mm. wonderful things. You know, you've had so many different venereal diseases. When you would get the test and it would say positive on it, you're like, oh, I'm good. No, you're not. Wait, the way you said that made it sound like I've had a lot of venereal diseases. <laughs> That's uh, That was the joke. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, no. Nah. I, I thought you meant it in the way of like there are a lot. And then I thought about it. I'm like, wait, he's <laughs> saying that I've had these? I don't, I don't think that's true. But you're built
0: Ford Tough, homie. Like Nothing's going to break you. Yeah, I think you've true. had AIDS twice. No. like You beat Magic Johnson all day.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm but,
1: not positive on uh, that, uh, but, but, yeah, but yeah. But
0: to your point, yes, I kind of get that the English language and the what we do yeah. with it. Because I would much rather see a positive test mean yeah. I don't have COVID. As opposed to a negative test, meaning, you know, I do have COVID because that's the negative. Yeah. But in the medical world, negative is a positive test.
1: This one ties in real well with the next one. Not your keys, not your coins.
0: Ooh, yeah. It does tie in well. Yeah. So it's an expression that refers to the fact that whoever has your private keys, they control your wallet. Yeah. And if they control your wallet, they got your coins
1: yeah and we talked about this with the coinbase or, yeah we talked about this with know.
0: the different exchanges and some of their fine print yeah so yeah that's why people are moving they move your crypto off the exchanges mm-hmm. you know and that's a rough one
1: yeah
0: oracles yep let's talk about oracles and we talked about on one of the podcasts but in yeah. the definition that we found it says an agent that finds and verifies information bringing the real world in the blockchain by providing data to smart contracts for execution of said contracts under specified conditions. I mean, yes, I feel like Oracle's the agent doesn't necessarily have to be a human individual, so to speak. Yeah. The agent could be a governing body. Mm-hmm. It could, whatever th- that vehicle or entity is that yeah. brings the information. You know what I mean? So,
1: yeah. I thought that was, well, there we go I I thought that referred to
0: um, the matrix yeah no
1: well no I I thought that referred to like like self-learning code what do I you know, mean or like like data mining code that brings in information from other places I mean it could yeah or it could just be a person inputting
0: but somebody's got to fill out that spreadsheet well that's essentially what I mean because a ledger right yeah and it's an immutable ledger, but you have information that can change on that. We use the example of real estate mm. previously. So there's certain information about a home that might just stay immutable. Yeah. But there's other information that may change. Like if you added on a room to a house and it goes from three bedroom to four bedrooms, so that information needs to be put in. Yeah. And if you had a listing service that was built on a ledger, a blockchain ledger, then you would be pulling information out. But to update that information, you would need an oracle. And yeah. would it be a centralized or decentralized? You know what I mean? Yeah. A decentralized one I don't think is established. Even the MLS has a little bit of influence over it. Mm. A, a centralized one could be considered the MLS or definitely Zillow. So if you had Zillow's information sending out to everyone, which they kind of do already. Yeah, it's like kind of it the... It is a uh, king of the post pile in that world. But yeah. yeah, so there's a lot of room for these types of technologies. To create more of a decentralized environment. Yeah. It would be nice if each home had a Carfax almost like report for everything, right? Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. And I believe it can be done with the technology, but it isn't done yet. Not yet. But that we talked about in our last podcast when we said- (laughs) Dream big, brother. Let's talk about Web3. Oh, the the Let's Talk About Web3 podcast we just did, that one was definitely very blue sky. Yeah. It was, but you can go back to that. Oh, we get to go back to another one that you mentioned earlier. Paper hands. Paper hands.
1: Opposite of diamond hands. Yeah. Basically, your your crypto's falling. You sell it. Paper hands. So when Bitcoin you
0: know? went from 69 to 61, you were like, I'm out.
1: I'm out. Peace. I'm out. Paper hands. Yeah. But that probably would have been a good time to, <laughs> unless you bought it at 69. We're not
0: investment advisors. Yeah. We hung on. We're still hanging on. Yeah. You know what I mean? that's true we're hodlers holders mm. you love that phrase hoddle. Mm. damn see and again the human language mm. we talked a little bit about it and this is another tangent but the way people send text messages now that is the form of communication whether or not yeah. you agree with it yeah it is the form of communication i love emojis so do i yeah but it has become a part of our daily use to the point to where regardless of where you stand on it from a prim and proper standpoint yeah in order for you to. Communicate with more humans, yeah, you have to learn that version of it, yeah, for sure. It's almost becoming its own dialect, Language.
1: yeah, yeah, for sure,,
0: so let's jump to permissionless, yeah yeah, 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 often used to describe blockchains, a system is said to be permissionless when there's no entity that can regulate who can use it and how it can be used.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the one thing about tech that I've always loved, yeah you don't have to have like if you want to go do open-heart surgery on somebody you know, you're supposed to be licensed supposed to be supposed to be you know yeah I mean, you can go to Mexico and probably find somebody for cheaper just yeah. like dental work
1: but they still have to be licensed
0: they're supposed to be yeah but they may not be
1: Well, I mean you can go to Uncle Jeb's like barn and
0: true it's not just related so yeah it's not no. just the stereotype yeah. but I just know a lot of people who go and get dental work there. Oh, absolutely. You know, buy unlicensed physicians because it's super cheap. But in this yeah. world of tech, permissionless, you don't have to ask permission to build an app. Yeah. You know, nobody asked permission to build Uber. I mean, no, for sure. Because <laughs> if mean, they would have, that's why Vitalik have been told no.
1: Made it open source, Ethereum open source, so that people could jump on and start building off of it.
0: And it's because it is open that way that it has gained such prominence yeah i mean it's definitely championed a lot of the reason why there is so much adoption today i am of the belief is because ethereum came out
1: still not going to be flipping though
0: i agree (laughs) (laughs) i agree but yes in this environment the permissionless side of things is what makes the opportunity so immense yeah and it's the reason why i believe a lot of people talk about its potential it just hasn't been built yet. And we talked yeah. about it again with the Web3 pod- podcast. Yep. Uh, it just hasn't been built yet. It doesn't mean that it won't be. It just hasn't been. Mm-hmm. Anyways, POAP, Proof of Acceptance Protocol. Yeah. What does Proof of Acceptance Protocol mean?
1: Pooh app? Poo app. Poo app.
0: <laughs> okay. So, Proof of Acceptance Protocol. What does that mean? So, this is a definition we found on the net is these nft badges are given out to prove attendance of event
1: oh okay
0: wait a minute
1: so it's an attendance protocol
0: proof of attendance protocol now we've seen others say it's proof of acceptance uh if it was acceptance it'd be like a legal term as far as you know the work was legally verified but uh, most of it that we've seen in crypto is proof of attendance. So say you went to an event, mm-hmm. it's proof that you were there. You can use it with NFTs per se. Yeah. Right? So it's another way that allows you to utilize the technology to deliver, you know, let's say an added value proposition through this proof of attendance. So Yeah. If, like in the case of Bill Murray's NFTs that he's dropping. If you own one or even Board Ape Yacht Club, you know, you can go to these events and it could be your proof of attendance with tied to your NFT. Got it, okay. So there's a lot of things that it could be used for. Obviously it could be used for school and you're wondering yourself, why would we wanna do that when we already have existing systems? It's because it could be create more seamless. Yeah. And similar to what we were talking about with the Web3 podcast, you're removing intermediaries. Mm-hmm. So when you think about user experience or you know, even UI user interface, much of what we've seen in tech has been reducing friction. Yeah. So the evolution of what's happening in web three and crypto is continuously reducing friction, which is I know it's a tough, it's a debatable subject right now because there is so much friction in regarding to crypto. Yeah. Because it's part of adoption. Anytime you're adopting new technology, there's more friction because there's a learning curve. Yeah. But just like anything else, those who grew up with it in their lives, there is a substantial amount of less friction. Yeah. Because they inherently understand it. That's why we need to get rid of the boomers. What did you say? <laughs> you, it's just, you know what? Here's the thing. It's it's almost like it should be classified, in my opinion, as boomer mentality. Mm. Yeah, Because okay. there's okay. probably boomer mentality with people in their teens. You know? And then there's people with boomer mentality. You're saying Benjamin Button? <laughs> no. Okay. My wife. Yeah. I love her so much. She's yeah. my best friend. But she has an old soul. Yeah. And she still creates her lists on paper. Yeah. She'll be damned if she's going to use a to do list list app. Well, there's because there's an app called Todoist that I like. But she won't use a to do list app. She would rather write it on paper. And it works for her. Yeah. You know, you could argue that's old world thinking.
1: Well, no, they they do say that um, your brain creates 10,000 neural pathways when you write something down. Versus like three thousand or, or less for when you type something in. No, no, to your I, phone.
0: There's, okay. There's so many ways that you I, can validate I the rationale that. behind it. Yeah, but, but it's like, it's, are you open to change? Yeah, essentially. Yeah, right.
1: Well, it's just like, like when people complain about getting chipped. Yes. Like tracking chips and stuff. I'm like, you don't need to worry about people chipping you. You paid a thousand bucks, and it's in your pocket right <laughs> You've now. You've already been shipped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, well, somebody's tracking you. And I know you said yes. That's okay for you to track me.
0: So one of the startups we had, we went and you know we were pitching VC firms on it. This was, this was five years ago, maybe longer. Anyways, one of the VCs that we talked to, they were investing in technology that allowed them to harness the data of people's use of their phones to help with their credit approval. And so, one of the traits that they had found during some of their early testing was people who did not allow their battery to go all the way to dead, to where they couldn't use it when they needed to, Mm -hmm. proved when tied back to their um, credit history as far as payment, showed that they were less on time than people who kept their phones charged.
1: Well, that makes sense. So, (laughs) if
0: you're able to pull that Mm non-identifiable information and tie it to other information on that person. Mm In some way, you know, yeah. then you can help create new ways of justifying certain credit. Yeah, you know, even in real estate, for instance, right? Um, they have these new ways, or you know, different schools of thought because you learn how can you evaluate applicants. We found that, and we're not the only ones. It's been talked about on Bigger Pockets, which is a real estate forum, and I think the number one real estate podcast. But they talk about if you were late on your cell phone bill, chances are you are going to be late with your rent. Mm. Or your mortgage payment. Interesting. There's there's a substantial amount of study that shows that those two do correlate. Yeah. So you could be on time for a lot of other things, but your cell phone, or you could be late for a lot of other things, like your utility bills. Yeah. You still might pay. Pretty. Um, Regularly. It, yeah, but if your cell phone bill is late consistently, chances are you're late on your rent.
1: I'm auto pay on that, so. <laughs> oh, you're one they, of the fortunate kind. They got me. They got me on that, so.
0: But anyways, we went off on a tangent, but that was proof of attendance.
1: Yeah, I'd pay some sats for that, you know?
0: Oh, some sats. That's the smallest unit of Bitcoin with a value of similar to the GUI.
1: Yeah. Well, no, no, no. The GUI is similar to sats. Okay. Oh, snap. (laughs) I saw what you did there. No, no. You're right. You're right. Sats came first. Actually, Actually, I know that people often call whatever their smallest increment something they've they've branded it some way but i call everything um sats
0: because it's supposed to mean short for satoshi yeah but yeah sats that's what the smallest unit of bitcoin
1: yeah but i mean any anything like the smallest like i'll send you like three sats right now mm-hmm. of you know one or whatever so
0: oh harmony one yeah oh so you'll just reference it using period oh okay, yeah i see what you're saying yeah so i'll send you three sets of x and o yeah three sets of raven yep i got you yeah yeah well do me a favor if you could send me all of it instead of turning that crypto dust into bnb you uh, can send me all well, your crypto I'm gonna,
1: dust. I'm gonna <laughs> sweep out that real quick all the crypto dust and hey. then and then i'll see where we're at hey, i don't the, think it's a lot i'm so. the one
0: with the interest in the cleaning company okay I'm, so i'll we'll have our team do the sweeping yeah <laughs> all right what are seed phrases my man seed phrases uh
1: 12 full words sometimes 24 depending but sometimes it's basically 18. it's basically your your private key in order to be able to access after you've lost your phone or whatever to be able to get back onto one of the exchanges or wallets or wallets yeah
0: non-custodial wallets
1: Custodial It's non-custodial. But it yeah, is yeah, any it's an one alternate of them, yeah.
0: representation of the private key.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like you can have your private key, which is you know 16 characters or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or you do seed phrases, and it's randomly generated. And they tell you to write it down, but I just remember them all. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not. I know some people who do, <laughs> yeah. and they've
0: created songs out of them. Oh, really? It's hilarious. Yeah, I've Uh-oh. heard. I've heard people. They've sang me a song and they said i had my seed phrase in there oh no and it just cracked me i'm like please tell me you have it backed up somewhere though just in case you know you forget yeah, your song yeah, that yeah. one time yeah you like know like a,
1: a security box or a lock box somewhere. Oh, i've heard of
0: people who do write it down or print it out and then they put yeah. it in some sort of secure box physical box yeah or in uh, a lock box yeah but yeah the song one was awesome yeah because they sang it to me and obviously it wasn't just the seed phrases, it was other words too, so I didn't know, yeah. but I thought it was awesome. Yeah. It was so funny. Uh, Humans are creative. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's a shit coin or a scam coin? Uh, I think it's pretty self-explanatory.
1: Yep. Pretty pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> your safe moons, your, you know.
0: Oh, you're already calling them out. What? I wasn't going to call on anything, really. Oh, okay. I mean, that's, because that's still subjective, because there's believers.
1: Yeah, there's safe moon believers. Yeah. But, but like, yeah. but any any coin that's basically just made for a cash grab, yeah, that has no real utility. Well, there's a lot of.
0: more that don't have any utility. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I basically, mean,
1: basically, you know, they'll do these. So release it, airdrop some, try and build up hype, and then, like, do burns, like scheduled burns, to try and raise the price, and then then they'll sell out and somebody's left holding the bag yeah get it's, it. it's real it's you know
0: i've seen founders being interviewed on certain broadcast news where they're talking about their coin and the subject utility comes up and they never have a thorough or clear response really? but they use the word utility as if that and no that enough is supposed to validate that the coin has utility by saying it has utility yeah but they give you no real example of how that utility can be used
1: or like what that utility is
0: unless they're just saying oh you being able to use it yeah is the utility yeah (laughs) it's like uh eh, i don't know but anyways yeah soulbound token oh so this was something i came across this was a while oh i say a while back but it wasn't that long ago but it was proposed by ethereum creator vitalik buterin soul bound tokens are non-transferable non-financialized tokens for a decentralized society yep. example that would be your birth certificate yeah your social security number yeah should be a soul-bound token it's yeah. non-transferable it's information
1: turning you into an nft basically
0: yeah and yeah. when you think about it from the outside looking in especially if you're not a fan of nfts or you just think it's you know digital art it's like, no, it's not. That's what we've been fans of. And yeah. maybe that's why some people call us crypto broke because we do believe in the dogma. But an NFT, the non fungible token, because <laughs> yeah. it can't be swapped out. Yeah. Something like our social security card or birth certificate should be something like this, like yeah. a soul bound. I don't, for some reason, I don't like that name. Yeah. For whatever reason. That's just, but that's just my personal preference. But the utility behind it. Is that it does provide us that. I think we need it because yeah. it verifies identity. Yeah. Which what's why funny. Would
1: you even need a passport if you have. You wouldn't need a passport. T- 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 but
0: I'll t- tell you why you would need a passport. Is you that still would, yeah. You would still need it. You know why? Because they're not going to cut off that revenue stream. Yeah, for sure. That's a revenue stream for the government. That's true. You know what I mean? And they're not going to let you shit on their revenue streams. No, for sure. Anytime that there's money involved, there's a lot of pieces of people that have their piece of the pie that don't want you to take it. Yeah. You know, that's what I was, I think I mentioned to it before in real estate, I call them profit choppers. Yep. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things about a realtor that you just don't need Mm -hmm. with today's tech. There's a lot of things about escrow you don't need with today's tech. Yeah. Or title or registration, but it's not built yet but yep. building it is one thing getting it adopted is a whole different beast because in a lot of ways you're just have zillow adopt
1: it and then you're fine
0: that's not true i'm just kidding <laughs> i could prove that point wrong because they try to do open doors business model uh-huh. with uh zillow offers and they shit the bed and i'm of the opinion it's as simple as this they didn't start with boots on the ground yeah they didn't microw it they didn't dirty jobs it they didn't understand the business they were getting into yeah you know being flippers so they came at it from this, you know, behemoth looking way of doing it. I believe Zillow offers can work.
1: Like just like, oh, throw money out.
0: Maybe. I, I wasn't in those meetings, you know, maybe yeah. I wasn't invited because it didn't hit my Google Calendar that day. Yeah. But <laughs> to that point, yeah. But going back, Soulbound Tokens, that's what they are. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the concept. Unbanked unbanked now so bankless that podcast is where it came from yeah or not came from i shouldn't say but it was a muse behind naming it they talk about it a lot unbanked refers to those who are either unable to access banking services or choose excuse me not to yeah because those the idea of crypto as a currency in countries where it's hard for people to even get in a bank or even you know you have women in certain countries that are very old And They don't even have access to currency. Yeah, but now with crypto they can Unbankable countries that don't have an institution of banking Mm -hmm. or financial structure like we do in North America I think a lot of times we don't realize how much of the world is That different from the United States and as a result result, you know The unbanked is that yeah, they don't have access to it. But crypto does allow for that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean what? like I forget the the actual percentage, but they were talking, so people were talking about India, how they're coming online, like everybody, they can't afford a laptop, but they can afford a smartphone. And so then from smartphone, you can get online banking, you can start using crypto, you can, you know, the world opens up to you, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, with this little device in your hand. But then they outlawed most crypto, so.
0: So it, it's it's a, it's it's a very empowering thing what's yeah. happening yeah in a substantial amount of ways but can you actually take it away who knows you know but even with the term unbanked yeah what's funny about that is that it plays into places that are unbankable because they don't but then you have bankless mm-hmm. which is also the name of that podcast but the idea here in North America is that we, why do we need banks per se mm-hmm. I'm of the opinion that we do not yeah. But there's no system in place that allows us to remove them. So it's a necessary evil currently. Currently, yeah. But it's an infrastructure created by man. Humans. Mm -hmm. All right? We can say man. Because that's definitely a a men's club, boys club. (laughs) There needs to be a way where we don't have to have somebody else holding our money. Yeah. So they are custodial to our money. Yep. So if you look at it in those two worlds... The banks are a custodian that charges you to hold on to your money. Yeah. We should have access to our own money without being charged for it. But I can understand why they have to charge because they have these beautiful buildings and all these ATM machines. That's not free. No. Although you'd kind of think it's free to them because if you look at the bailouts, but then again, you're just going down some rabbit holes, right? Yeah. Conversation. Let's move on. Yeah. (laughs) Vaporware. What's vaporware? Vaporware.
1: Uh, it refers to a sexy, cool idea or concept that will, in all likelihood, never exist. It can also refer to prospective cryptocurrencies that
0: have no apparent use. So those are shit coins. Yeah. But everything about Web3, that could be vaporware. Yeah. People Not everything. Okay. Oh, well, okay. I say it in a devil's advocate way. Yeah. So if you did not... Agree with or think that there was anything of real value coming from what's happening with crypto. Yeah, you could think it's all vaporware That's true. Like it just will never come to fruition in a way. Yeah, that will be of real value Obviously, we believe it will be yeah, but being devil's advocate to this There's a lot of people out there who believe that it is all vaporware. Yeah, but that's just the definition of it So in jargon terms, that's what it is. Yeah, there's a lot of startups well-funded, you know projects that are utilizing the technology of blockchain. Yep, that probably are vaporware. Probably. There you go. What are weak hands? Weak hands, paper hands. Yeah, it's the same thing, right? Yeah, they sell their coins at the price drops, even only a little. Yep. But if you have strong hands, that means you hold on to it. Yeah. I don't know that. Sometimes you need to sell a coin. Sometimes. Sometimes you need to sell a coin. Yeah. Um, Web five, that, so. I don't know if it's a joke, yeah, or if they're being dead serious. Some some of elements make it seem like a joke. Just I don't paperware. know. <laughs> no, because <laughs> Jack Dorsey and the company of TBD, which is under the whole Block company that they have, um, that are, you know parent company, they they're creating essentially what the way it was written out was Web two plus Web three equals Web five. Whatever. Again, whether or not it's a joke hasn't not for us to talk about per yeah. se, but that's what they're referring to is this new iteration of a technology that's going to be built on Bitcoin's blockchain. Wow. Yeah. So you can download the slide deck if you just simply Google Web5 TBD slide deck.
1: And we'll put it in our show notes, We'll, maybe? we'll put it in our
0: show notes as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, it's an interesting deck. Um, yeah. The information, I hate the font Yeah, that they use. I know that they wanted to be super tech, very... You know, yeah. Again, it's it's probably why in any because tech bros, crypto bros, it, it is very much a culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Skateboarding's a culture. Yep. You know, it's just a little cooler, in my opinion. Streetwear
1: is a culture.
0: Streetwear is a culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyways,
1: being a whale's not a culture.
0: But at at the heart of what they're talking about with Web five though, they have some real merit there. Oh, okay. I mean, incredible merit because it talks a lot about identity, mm-hmm. but. Web3 and blockchain crypto, a lot of that can work with the identity proposition. It's, you know what I mean? It almost seems to me like uh, Jack Dorsey's side of the fence. They want to create kind of what Satoshi Nakamoto did with Bitcoin, a truly decentralized web, Yeah, which is what they're proposing with yeah. the quote-unquote Web5, um, which would be awesome. Yeah. Because you need it's almost like you need to step away from it and not have a direct dog in the fight to make, you have to build a decentralized platform that other people can build on. There'll be centralized and decentralized applications built on top of that decentralized platform. Yeah. But in order to even have the roads for people to travel, it has to be done. Somebody has to do it. Yeah. I would, I would have much rather preferred Facebook put all their money into building a decentralized web than putting it into meta. Yep. Um, it would be more, it, it kind of goes in step with that theory. And hopefully this is, you know, Jack Dorsey's intention of it, but you know, you see the real character of people when they plant trees that they're never going to see fully grow that yeah. same type of mentality, right? The idea of a truly decentralized web or colonizing Mars. Those are things that the people who are starting it now will never see it in their lifetime. Yeah. But if you start it now other generations will benefit from it yeah it would be amazing yeah because if you're going to colonize other planets chances are you're going to be taking technology especially if it's humans in this planet called earth we're going to other places chances are we're going to take our other products or tech to those other planets so it'd be nice to know that we're changing and not just bringing the shit we created and starting another planet with you know the same shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's just try to make educated decisions to move forward better. Yeah. But you're talking about humanity at that point, which is a whole nother subject. Yeah. What's a whale?
1: A whale.
0: Yeah. That's in person crypto. who
1: has a shit ton of coins.
0: <laughs> okay. It's an entity that has a massive position in regard to specific cryptocurrency. So for instance, a Bitcoin whale might be a company that owns fifty thousand bitcoins, allowing mm-hmm. it to move the markets with a single trade.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, Binance put they bought two billion in Bitcoin. Yeah, like this last week, I believe. Yeah, that's so a, that's a whale. That that's a whale. Yeah, yeah. Our last phrase, jargon for crypto jargon slang, explained part three is "win Lambo." Win Lambo. Yeah, yeah. What does that mean, Brandon? Win Lambo.
1: Yeah, well, it basically it came from. Uh, it's another one of those Reddit uh, Wall Street bets.
0: You love Wall Street bets. I do. Right. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's it's pretty entertaining if you have like a couple hours to burn just reading about stuff. <laughs> Win Lambo comes from like basically I bought this stock or this coin. Well, like, when Lambo? When's it going to explode and I can buy my Lambo? Yeah. Yeah. Every time that we talk, I'm always thinking, when Lambo? Yeah. Brandon? I don't know if I'd get a Lambo, because they don't make it in the hybrid version. Yeah, we kind of need that
0: <laughs> hybrid version. <laughs> but I guess version. if you're
1: buying a Lambo... I mean, it, you could pull out the motor it and just drop really. in an
0: electric or maybe one yeah. of those corn syrup.
1: Corn, corn starch one? Whatever the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that
0: oil one? Corn oil, yeah, yeah. 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 But, vegetable oil. I mean, nobody ever says, win Kia. That's true. You know what I mean? I mean, to this day. <laughs> to this day. Yeah. <laughs> I think you were the first person to ever... Oh, I love Kias, man. Yeah, I know, <laughs> you know you do. And th- full disclosure, they don't pay me yet. No. Yet. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that is win Lambo.
1: Yeah, win Lambo.
0: And I think we would all like to respond with, what do you mean, win?
1: <laughs> it's now. Yeah,
0: hopefully. I don't know that that should be the indicator of success, though, right? Lambos? I mean, that's super materialistic. But I guess, yeah, you know, if if you're cash flowing it, I mean, it's the most responsible way to purchase a Lambo. You're saying, like, rent it out? No, 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 no. Uh, if you have a revenue stream that comes in every month yeah. that you don't have to work for and yeah. it affords your ability to purchase that item, that's kind of cool. yeah. I
1: mean, that's very real estate I speak. Lambos are more just like, fuck you, I've got this much money.
0: Any two-seater is almost fuck you. I mean, even yeah. if it's a Miata. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like, oh, that, that person's in a two-seater. When, that, that when mean, Miata. When Miata. <laughs> <laughs> when do you hear that? Yeah. So, it, you know, and sharing a little bit. I had a Corvette yeah. when I went through a little bit of a phase. Yeah. You know? And it was funny because I'd be on the road and other people would wave at me in their Corvette, so it was like yeah. this little club, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, you know, having testosterone in my body, it gave me a little bit of an ego, but then later on, you know, when I lost all my money at that time, it really, it, it stung even more. Yeah. I, I'm good. I, I'm glad I could laugh about this now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there was that moment in time, you know, living the dream, baby. Yeah, they said time wounds all heals. <laughs> Uh, I hope people are laughing along with us on this one. Yeah. So again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Fort Brox Crypto Podcast. I'm your host Neil Alonzo, with my co-host and co-founder of Fort Brox, Brandon Don Heath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you found value in what we're doing, please share with others because who doesn't like to share value, right? Yeah. I mean, this is free. Yeah. We'd like to think we're offering up some, you know, great information. Let me see here. So. If you'd like to be notified when new episodes are available, please go to cryptopodcast.xyz. If you just sign up, you get it dumped right into your email. You don't have to do any work for it. You can click and boom, you're watching or listening on whichever platform that you want. You can you know, like and subscribe on whichever podcast platform you're listening or if you're watching us on YouTube. But yeah, we just make it easy. We put all in our show notes with timestamps as well. The emails are awesome. Like we put a lot of effort into the emails for each one of our episodes. So I highly suggest, you know, go and subscribe. We will never spam you. We do not sell data. Yeah, You know, we're keeping it for ourselves. We're just whores to ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) This recording podcast studio is provided by ADU West Coast and Seal Beach. They turn underutilized garage space and backyards into rental housing units. Cameron and the boys, man, they're awesome here. The whole crew here is awesome. Um, You can check them out at aduwestcoast.com original music provided by the Cer- Celebrators. That's Brad McLean's group. Yep. and Dude, he, yeah. it. Ch- just check him out and then look up Brad McClain. He's a former pro skater. He's doing some cool stuff as well. Cool. This show is produced by Vocal Visual and Wizard Cats. Meow. I was gonna go <laughs> but I like the meow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to us. Thanks, guys. <laughs>